Hey there, and welcome back to Sunday Replay. This week, we are celebrating Harmony's sixth birthday, and it's just been such a joy to be a part of the Los Angeles and Toluca Lake communities for the past six years. And I've been a part of this faith community for four of those years now. And during that time, I've had the opportunity to meet people who have helped to shape my worldview, to grow with God in new ways, and to expand my view of who God is and who God calls me to be. So I'm really grateful for this faith community. And from the faith community, we're grateful to everyone who has been a part of our journey for the last six years. And that includes you listening to this podcast today. So this week at Harmony is Eric Feltes, and Eric is a small group leader at our church, but he's also a full-time life coach who helps gay men to overcome church shame and church hurt. So he is addressing the topic of anxiousness. And as we continue our wrestling with the questions Jesus asked series this fall, Eric is looking at why are you anxious? So here's Eric. Good morning. My name is Eric Feltis. I have a group of men with me uh, that I've known some for up to three years. Um, Some of them I've been working with on a weekly, uh, twice a week basis for the last year. And we just had our very first Life Coaching by Feltis shame-free gay life retreat and um, had so much fun. Y'all, there's something really special about meeting someone in person for the first time that you've known on a screen for a year, especially when you've known them the capacity of uh, their journey of, of self-love, their journey of helping them to love themselves as they are. So to, the past weekend has been filled with so many rich emotions on all ends. Um, my favorite part of this retreat personally was sitting back and watching some of the men and people kind of connect and hug and embrace for the first time, like seeing people that have known each other for a year as well hug for the first time, like that touched my heart more than anything else. It's been a great weekend. So let's look at our scripture today. So if you're new to Harmony, um, by the way, if you're, if you are, if you are new to Harmony, can I, if you don't want to, you don't have to, but can you just stand up if this is your first time here so we can show you some love? We love you. I love you. Thanks. Thanks, y'all. Welcome. If you are new, then uh, the sermon series now is, it's a sermon series on the questions that Jesus asked. So let's look at our scripture for the day. When Luke uh, chapter 12, verse 54 to 56, when you see a cloud rising in the west, immediately you say, it's going to rain. And it does. And when the south wind blows, you say, it's going to be hot. And it is. Hypocrites! I love when Jesus gets sassy. You know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky. How is it that you don't know how to interpret this present time? I don't know about you, but I find this sermon series to be a huge pain in the butt because I don't like questions. I just want answers. So why? Why is it that in the Bible, Jesus asks hundreds of questions, but only answers eight He only answers eight questions. And I think it's because Jesus was onto something. Jesus was an unbelievable teacher. Um, I'm a former uh, Spanish teacher myself, and I learned about experiential learning when I was a Spanish teacher. 
Experiential learning is a method that teachers use that instead of giving students the answers, they help students to, in, to find the answers themselves. And the reality is that we are our own teachers. Jesus knew that you have the answers inside of you. Jesus knew that you are Christ as much as he is Christ. <gasps> what? So here's an example of experiential learning. Uh, I'll tell you what experiential learning is not. If I said that um, the word blue is azul, you would know immediately that the word blue means azul in Spanish. But you're not going to retain the information because an outsider gave you the information. Um, a better way of learning colors is to guide you to find the answers yourself. I always tell my clients that I'm not your chauffeur, I'm your GPS. I can help you get to the answers, but you can get yourself there, and that's how you'll discover the answers yourself. So, example of experiential learning. If I said, um, if I said, este color es azul, y este color es azul, y este color es azul. I just pointed to three things that are the word azul. And in your brain, in a millisecond, because you're geniuses, you interpret that the word Azul is this, this, and this. So now you're making connections in your head. And then you go, okay, what do those three things have in common? Well, they are all the color blue. You see how much more valuable that lesson is in learning what the word blue in Spanish is versus an outsider just telling it to you? And Jesus, over 2,000 years ago, knew this. This is why he spoke in parable instead of telling you what to believe. So I think questions are incredibly valuable. So let's look at the question that we have. Let's look at the next slide. What's the question? How is it that you don't know how to interpret this present time? In the year 2023, I don't know a better time to ask this question. I think what Jesus is really asking is, why are you so anxious? And furthermore, why are you looking for answers in the future as opposed to answers in this present moment? And so let's look at the next slide, because I think what we're also asking is, what distracts you from the present moment? And this is our question of the day. So um, I want you to turn to a partner, someone sitting next to you, and just have a conversation. Introduce yourself if you don't know them yet. And then ask the question, what distracts you from the present moment? Let's take 45 seconds to do that now. Curious if we have any uh, people who'd like to volunteer some responses. I'd love to hear what conversations you were having. You can come up to this microphone, or I can come to you. So I was talking to um, the two people next to me, and I said that what distracts me from the present moment is daydreaming. I daydream a lot about the future and my desires for it. So I just get really lost in my head sometimes in the daydreams where I can't really focus on the present moment. Appreciate it. Thanks for leading by example. Anyone else? Maybe one more? Yeah. I was trying to think of things I think of that like I shouldn't be thinking of as far as those being distractions, but I think it's, I'm thinking about the right things, but at the wrong time. I'm at work and I'm thinking about my family. I'm with my family and I'm thinking about work. So it's just prioritizing thinking about the right things at the right time and being focused and present. Yeah, and then furthermore, does anyone else distract themselves from that distraction by saying I shouldn't be thinking about that distraction? So it's like how much, how many shoulds or shouldn'ts should, do we put on our shoulds and shouldn'ts? Um, so regardless, there's a lot of distractions. Now, 
as I said, the last this past weekend, I had the honor and joy of um, spending my time with 17 beautiful men uh, at uh, Camp Wrightwood, which is actually a United Methodist affiliated campsite. And uh, the, the theme of the retreat was seasons. And so this retreat happened to fall over the fall equinox, which is the time of the year between September 21st to September 24th. And this is the time when day and night take up the same amount of time in the Northern Hemisphere. This time of year is rich in symbolism and metaphor for balance, for transition, for letting go of that which no longer serves us to make space for something new. And what happens often when we are in seasons of growth, when we're in seasons of transition, we all want change and also we all don't want change because change means, again, letting go. And sometimes we are distracted from the present moment and we are robbed by worry. We worry. Um, we're worried with the what-ifs of the future instead of feeling grounded in this present moment. As the seasons change, so do we. As the trees are called to let go of leaves, again, so are we called to let go of that which no longer serves us. And what do we do? We worry. So it's almost as if we forget that we are called to change. We're supposed to change. You know, someone said to me recently, when, when you change but someone else doesn't change, someone else that might have suited you doesn't change, doesn't evolve as well, one reason they find maybe resentment is because you've sort of killed off the version of you that they loved, right? But we are called to change. I think that if, this, if Jesus had asked the same verse today, I think this is what the verse would say. When you look at Google Calendar on a Sunday, you immediately say, I've got a packed day tomorrow. And when you get an alert on your phone, you say, another indictment? And you're right. Hypocrites. I think Jesus would still say that with that, that yeah just the way I said it. You know how to use ChatGPT to interpret literally everything. How is it that you don't know how to interpret this present time? And it's true. We have more information at our fingertips now more than ever. Um, and you know what? I, I found us some statistics on anxiety. So let's look at that. Adults reporting symptoms of anxiety and or depressive disorder um, from February of 2023. And you see the line graph that is the biggest is from the age 18 to 24. Our 18 to 24-year-olds have more anxiety than anyone. I pride myself on being uh, in my generation. We are the last generation that knows a world with and without the internet, which is wild. I remember the first time I saw an iPhone. I was like, how is the internet in my hand? It's wild, right? Future generations don't know what that's like. It's almost as if more information is not always a good thing. It's almost as if we don't need more information. One thing that someone on the retreat said, his name is Gianni, he and his wife Kiki, facilitated a breathwork, sound bath, and an ice bath with us. It was three minutes um, in an ice bath, which is pretty amazing. One thing that I learned is that we are capable of so much more than we think we are. And one thing he said that I loved is uh, that we are addicted to comfort. We are addicted. Everyone, everyone else feel that way, that we are addicted to comfort? Oh, my gosh. If, and if they get my Starbucks order wrong, 
oh, it's a bad day. My life is really hard. Um, you were addicted to comfort. What one of my mentors says to me is that uh, knowledge is not power. Implemented knowledge is power. So seeing this knowledge, seeing this data, that maybe more information is not a good thing. Maybe we don't have to see everything into the future. Um, well, what are we going to do about it, right? So we know what distracts us, but now what are we going to do about it? What are some things that we can do about it? So I want to look at the next slide because I feel another question that Jesus is asking is, how can we be here? How can we be in this present moment? I would like to call a few of the guys up that were a part of the retreat and share some stories about what the retreat experience was like for them and ask them, what were some things that you did um, that helped you to be grounded in this present moment? And I'm going to take a 30-second nap. Um, just kidding. Three guys. I talked to a couple of guys. Yeah. So um, let's give it up for our men that are coming up. Come. I don't remember what order. Hi, this is my friend Todd. Hi, Todd. Thank you so much for letting us join you today. This is really fun to, to be in church. Haven't been in church for quite some time. So the, one of the things that stood out to me when we had this conversation about being present was setting an intention. And so if you haven't done that before, it's the act of stating what you intend to accomplish through your actions. And so at the beginning of our retreat, Eric asked us, what is your intention? And several people say, I intend to take risks or step out of my comfort zone. Maybe an example for you might be, you know, I intend to be present with my family right now. So verbalizing that really makes a difference because it's verbalizing what you intend to see play out. And it was really miraculous, I think, because what I observed was several of us really, you know, some of us said we want to make relationships or friends. We want to make connections. We want to take risks. And I saw that play out, and it was really powerful to watch words manifest. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, one thing we say is that um, that which you seek is seeking you. Oh, Jefferson told me that. He goes, hey oh. <laughs> Jefferson told me that about a month ago. Oh, y'all, I steal everything. Nothing's original. Um, that's a Jeffersonism. Who will be leading us in our meditation? That which you seek is seeking you. So putting words to what you seek seeks you. Thank you. This is Tim. Sorry. I'm Tim. That's okay. And it's lovely to be here. I keep hearing lots from Eric and Brandon about you guys, and so it's nice to be here in your space. Um, at the beginning of the retreat, we did an activity that reminded me so much of like how easy it is to get uh, really stuck on regrets of the past and worries of the future, which both distract from the present moment and whatever the present moment holds. And we did um, this activity where we sat and Eric had us close our eyes and then imagine that there was a hinge on the side of our brains and we could lift it up and then observe what's spinning or tumbling or sitting inside there. And then imagine this shelf full of cubbies and we could pull out like the different roles that we thought we were supposed to be performing the different worries that we have, the different, all these different things. He went through a, diff, a list of, of regrets, fears, expectations, and then we were able to pull them out, put them into these boxes, into these like containers that would hold them so that everything could be a little quieter and that we had a little bit more space for whatever the moment held. And that was really helpful. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Tim. Yeah. I really like, and I, this wasn't planned, but we talked about letting go to make space for what's new. I like this idea of letting go of expectations and worry to make space for something new, like the intention. Brandon. 
Yeah, so I, uh, and it might be a little bit of undiagnosed ADHD, but I have a lot of things going on in my head. And um, when we have all of this information just coming at us all at once, it's really hard to slow down, process, sort, and figure out where things go. Um, so one of the things that we, or a couple of the things we did during the retreat, but are things that I try to practice regularly and that we will practice today are um, breath work or breathing exercises and some meditation um, to really slow yourself down. And all you need is five to ten minutes to really center yourself, pull yourself back into your body instead of the wild chaos that's going on in your mind. Um, you know, your phone's dinging, your, your laptop is telling you you have a thousand emails that you have to read and process. And if you can close them and allow yourself to recenter, um, if you have five to ten minutes, then do it. If you have longer, uh, or if you, it's something that you're capable of putting into a daily or regular practice, give yourself 15, 20, 30, an hour. Um, I don't know how long Rev Jefferson meditates daily, but um, if we're able to give ourselves that small amount of time to just focus on our bodies, focus on ourselves, and nurture ourselves, we're able to process, sort, and handle a lot of the things that are coming at us all at once. Thanks, boys. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, it's so interesting how, I don't know if anyone can relate to this, but we talked about this on the retreat too, that like if you overthink, if your mind is racing, for some reason we think the way to prevent overthinking is to overthink the overthinking. Anyone else do that? Like, okay, I'm going to stop doing it. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to think about it again. You force it, right? So, um, I, you know, I would actually invite you just for a second before we transition into the meditation, close your eyes just for a second. And just allow yourself to kind of um, bring your awareness into any discomfort that you have in your body, wherever that is. For me, it's often my stomach. I like to visualize it. What's the color? What's the quality, the texture? You bring your awareness into it. And so often we spend time and energy avoiding the discomfort. But that hasn't helped. That hasn't worked. So what happens if you bring your awareness after visualizing it into that energy? And on a scale of one to 10, note its intensity. One, not very intense at all. 10, incredibly intense. Just have that number, whatever number pops up into your head. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. And um, something you need to think about before we leave when Rev. Jefferson has completed the meditation is, I would invite you to bring your awareness back into that same energy and see where the level of intensity is after a short meditation. Because I think it's, it's valuable to kind of note how far you've come as well. And if that is an energy that has kind of diminished, that might be a meditation that you can continue to help you to be here in this moment. I don't know if you noticed, but I speak fast. And so if you see me go, it's me reminding myself to slow down and be here in this present moment and to just breathe. So take a deep breath in. Hold it. And release.
broken heart You pick me up, now I'm set apart From the ash I am born again Forever safe in the Savior's hands You are more than my words can say I follow you, Lord, for all the days Fix my eyes, follow in your ways Forever free and unending grace Come on, say You are, you are, you are my freedom We lift you higher, we lift you higher Your love, your love, your love never ending Oh, oh, come on, hey, hey You are alive in us Nothing can take your place It's time for the Sunday Replay Halftime Show, where I get to share some opportunities with you to connect with Harmony and the faith community. So first, I'm really excited to share that Pastor Mark is leading a new Bible study this season called Unveiling John's Letters. And this group is going to meet on Thursday evenings, in person and online. So this is a hybrid opportunity to dig into the letters of John, to see what God's word has to say for us from a historical context, but also for the living of our modern lives. So I hope you'll be able to join Pastor Mark for these weekly studies. And if you have any questions, you can contact him at mark, M-A-R-K, at hollywoodumc.org. I also want to share about an opportunity called Engage. And Engage is something that we did in person on the Harmony campus last Sunday, but it's something that we can also do in our lives year round. See, during the Engage event last Sunday at Harmony, we talked about small groups, family ministries, worship and AV, meditation, and connection opportunities. Basically, all of the ways that you can plug into the church. So if you're interested in joining a group where you can grow with others, and volunteering and serving God through your church, or in just connecting with the 
people in this faith community, I would love to help you engage in all of the different ways that we have to do so. So you can contact me to learn more about how you can plug in at Harmony. My email is jace, J-A-S-E, at hollywoodumc.org. Thanks for listening to The Halftime Show. And now we're excited for Rev Jefferson to lead us in a meditation. I do not think we could have had a better setup as a lead-in to our time of meditation than Eric's message this morning. Thank you. That was beautiful. I know that as we meditate, we find our own rhythm. We find the things that work for us best. Perhaps you like to have a mantra that you use. Perhaps you like to just use your breath as a center to bring you back to this present moment. The present moment that we have is so precious. And experiencing that precious moment is one of the greatest gifts we can give ourselves. It's only going to happen once, and then it's gone. So dwell in that present moment. Let it speak to you, and let it, let it show you how you feel in that present moment. For the way we feel tells us a lot about what is going on in our minds and in our world and certainly in our bodies. And I would like to invite you to gently close your eyes. Just gently close your eyes. Take in a full, complete breath. Let it fill, fill your lungs. And then hold it for a moment and then let it out slowly. And let that breath go completely and completely out. So you have filled your body with air and then you have let it go. And now settle Settle into a natural rhythm for yourself of breathing in and breathing out. Just allow your body to relax. If you notice any tension anywhere in your body, perhaps in your shoulders, perhaps in your neck or your jaw, your legs. See if you can, through your breath, soften that area so that you feel fully relaxed and yet awake and aware. Certainly, as we breathe, thoughts are going to come in. We're going to hear noises. Just notice them and let them go. Allow yourself to be open. I like to say open at the top so that Spirit God 
can speak to you, not necessarily in words, but in feelings, perhaps in an idea that you notice and then hold it gently and return to your breath. Notice in the middle of your chest a giant white light. It is a light like you have never before seen. And it glows brightly. And it pulses with a unique and loving energy all its own. That light is the presence of God within you. God is right where we are at every moment. When we search for God, we need only look within. So notice that light. Notice that it begins to burn more brightly. And it begins to move up from your chest into your neck. And it moves up into your jaw area, up through your face. And it rests in your forehead and as it does it opens you up to experiencing more of the healing loving grace and energy of God This energy is vibrating within you with a loving grace, a safe and gentle pulse. Allow it to bless you to bless all that you are just as you are. For we know that we are each and every one of us beautiful and amazing spiritual beings who are here on this earth to have a wonderful human experience.
if there is an issue that is going on in your life, allow this light to caress that energy, to bring love to it, to bring healing, to bring peace. This energy and this vibration within you through this light is the vibration of the Christ consciousness that dwells within you. It's always been there. We have not always allowed ourselves to recognize it. So breathe in to that Christ consciousness. That consciousness that lived and moved in the person of Jesus. It's right where you are. It is all that you are. Feel this energy and this vibration that is within you moving out to touch the people around you and to meet the energy and the vibration that is moving through them. As that energy and that vibration begins to fill this room. each and every one of us ambassadors of that energy for the world. So we know that this energy within us goes with us as we go out about our daily routines as we interact with one another. And as we bring peace to the world. Eric had invited you in a moment of meditation to notice in that moment a feeling. 
as you recall how you felt in that moment, how does this moment feel? Bring something to mind for which you are grateful. And as you do, how does your gratitude for that make you feel? As you continue to breathe, very slowly allow your awareness to come back into this room. Open your eyes when you wish to do that. Knowing that all of that energy and those vibrations that you experienced are a vital part of you, they always have been and you have recognized them and you allow them to bless you in your journey forward. And know with me that as you go forward, who you are as you leave this room was not 
who you were when you came in. For you have been blessed with the presence of the Christ consciousness forever right, right where you are. And know too that you're never alone for at any time you can turn within to find the peace and the blessing and the power and the grace of God who loves you unconditionally. And the people of God said, and so it is. Namaste. And amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sunday Replay. Whether you were inspired by the meditation that Rev. Jefferson led us in, or by the word that Eric shared from God, we hope that you take something away from this experience that helps you to do the three goals of the Methodist Church. Do good, do no harm, and stay in love with God. The Sunday Replay Podcast is produced and edited by Donna Miller. It's hosted by me, Jace Lucas. This week's guests were Eric Feltes, Jefferson Beaker, and the Harmony Worship Band. Sunday Replay is a part of the Harmony Podcast Network from Harmony to Luca Lake, and you can find us online on Facebook at Harmony to Luca Lake or on Instagram at Harmony underscore TLC. Make sure that you like, rate, comment, subscribe, and download this episode. It really does help us to spread the word. And we hope you'll join us next week for a message from Pastor Mark. But until then, as he likes to say, peace. <laughs>